Chris Brandolino and Niwa Weatherguy. They've just released their summer climate outlook. And Chris, you're still warning of dry because of El Nino. Indeed, yeah, Jamie. Um, you know, this is an atypical El Nino. Um, this is not the El Nino, you know, your parents' El Nino or your grandparents' El Nino. This is a contemporary El Nino, atypical. So we're likely to see atypical impacts, but um, we still think dryness is something that everyone, particularly in the eastern parts of both islands and northern part of the North Island, needs to be mindful of. Just in the short term, before we talk about this dry period that we're all waiting to arrive, especially, no doubt, the people in Hawke's Bay and the east coast, and Mm -hmm. that they're crying out for some dry, but there's some more wet weather to come this week. Yeah, and this is this is a really prime example, Jamie, of this atypical El Nino. Um, look, the water is warm where it usually is not when we have an El Nino. We're talking, you know, imagine the the international dateline. Imagine the equator where those two kind of come together, almost due north of New Zealand. The water there is unusually warm, and that, and it's a, it's warm in a lot of places where it's typically not. And that is throwing, you know, the proverbial sort of spanner in the works. And as a consequence, we're getting these events like we're going to see this weekend where there will be some heavy rain. So we're talking areas the west of the South Island, um, the upper part of the South Island, over toward Tasman, the hills around Nelson. We'll probably see a good drop of rain. And there could be some heavy rain, particularly over the southern Alps, you know, the traditional areas. And that, that wet weather uh, will be a theme early next week. There'll be some areas of heavy rain, you know, Right, Monday, Tuesday, even Wednesday, there could be another round of heavy rain for parts of the Upper North Island. But, Jamie, once we get through that period, you know, you and I are talking this time next week. It's it's hot weather that'll really that there's a high probability that hot weather will be making its way into the country uh, next weekend. So the ninth and the tenth, um, and there's a lot of variability. So where you are down in Dunedin, Canterbury, your part of the, your neck of the woods, um, next week right through next weekend, a lot of up and downs. You know, a day or two where it's really, really warm, even hot, then a day or two where it's like, holy smokes, is this, are we in early spring? Um, and then we do it again. And that'll happen multiple times next week. So this is, again, El Nino, the modern-day El Nino, because of climate change, oceans being warm, a lot of variability. Mid-December, though, Jamie, that's when we could see start to see that more persistent heat and dryness, which may actually last right through the Christmas period. So that's the early indication now in terms of for the month of December. I haven't got the drought index map in front of me. Rowena will have it in the studio. But um, is there anywhere in New Zealand now that is starting to dry out? Because we're about to talk to a farmer in North Canterbury, and I dare say, you know, in that sort of neck of the woods, you're only ever a week away from a drought. Yeah, there is some color. I just brought it up for you, Jamie. So it's in Marlborough. It's around Nelson. It's in around Banks Peninsula. Um, there are some areas where long-term dryness is emerging in the eastern and northeast part of the South Island. It's spotty. It's not widespread, but it is there. And uh, while there will be rain in those areas, particularly toward Marlborough and Nelson this weekend from that weather event I spoke about. So that'll help them in the short term. But we do have to watch out for these spikes of high heat, low humidity, and wind as we work our way through the summer season. And El Nino is going to have a long tail, Jamie. This El Nino um, is, is strong, and there's a distinct possibility it becomes very strong. And that's when ocean temperatures in parts of the equatorial Pacific uh, exceed 2 Celsius, the we we'll call anomaly, a difference from average. And typically, El Nino, from an ocean perspective, we see the most unusually warm ocean temperatures peak in late December. That's where the name comes from, El Nino, the Christ child. People notice those impacts reaching their apex 
typically in late December. It's very likely that the ocean remains really unusually warm through January and even early February, and that will extend the impacts of El Nino and well and truly into most, if not all, of autumn. So, uh, you know, just, you know, while dryness has really not emerged from much of the country, you know, should it emerge as you work away through later December and particularly January, it, it may take a while for that to get reversed is what I'm saying. So we have to be mindful of that. I know it may be hard to be hard to believe given what we've experienced so far, but we are still mindful and concerned for dryness for parts of the area, and people do need to remain vigilant. There you go, forewarned is forearmed. The contemporary El Nino, I never knew there was such a thing, uh, could have a long tail. Chris Brandolino, thank you very much for your time. We'll catch you next week. All right, my friend.